It's important to know who we are. Particularly, it's important to know who we are in Christ. And that is uh, about overcoming. Um, and so uh, today we get to uh, continue. We are now in Mark. And as we continue through the Bible, we are reading through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation from January to December. And guess what? The closer we get to December, the closer we get to the end. Oh, that was obvious, right? Sorry. Well, see, the point is, is now that we've moved into the Gospels, we're getting the accounts of the ministry of Jesus. And and so it's important for us to realize that as we make our way through, now we're getting to the point. We look from creation all the way through, uh, the, the, and the picture says it. I mean, it's always there. I always remind you of the picture. We started with creation, and in the beginning, God, you know, and he, he said, let there be, and there was. And so uh, everything we see around us in creation is God's spoken word made into existence. God called it into being. And so we get to celebrate that. We get to go out and look at trees. And yesterday at the wedding to see the the waves coming in and the ocean and the sand and all that kind of stuff and, and just think that God spoke it all into existence. God has spoken. God said it. Then we get the written Word of God, which is the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, all of it. This one is, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, uh, this is the Word of God, all of it. Um, We're not called to be editors. We're not called to be redactors. We're called to read it. Discern God's leadership by His Spirit in what it says. It's interesting to me, and I'm going to detour just a moment how our culture has decided to reinterpret Scripture for convenience or out of preference, right? Back when we talked about creation, you know, we talked about God made Adam and God made Eve and He put them together, and that's God's design. And yet now we've got whole, let's call them worship communities. You can call them church if you want to. But now they're redefining God's Word and saying, well doesn't have to be an Adam and an Eve, or dare I go ahead and say a man and a woman. doesn't have to be that way. It can be any way, because God just wants people to love each other. I'll tell you what, God has a plan. God has a design. And we live in a culture today that is trying to deny the design that God spoke into existence at creation. Sorry, that's just, that's a little something extra for nothing. Finally, we have the living Word of God, which is Jesus Himself. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I love I love the first couple of verses of 1 John where he says he says I write these things to tell you about what we have seen and heard and 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 the understanding is and handled with our own hands. See John's the one that was leaning against Jesus at the last supper. To have been in personal physical contact with our savior. See I That's the living Word of God. And see, we have to know who we are in that. We have to know our identity in that. 
We have to understand that we've been called. We've been, we've been set apart. We, we've been redeemed and regenerated. And, and that makes us God's family, God's people, the body of Christ. And I'll be honest with you, to go out into the world and take a stand for things that, that just, just uh, spit in the face of God is sin. Okay? All right. Disagree with me if you want to. It's all right. God said it. Simply put, the message today, just believe. What do you believe? It's important what you believe, particularly about God. It's important the things that you live out in your belief. I've said, you know, we, we, we are who we are in our identity because of what we, we know. And we know what we know because of what we believe. What we believe about God. What we believe about what God has said. What we believe about what God has done. See, these things are important. You can't just go out there and say, well, I'm going to shape God in whatever I want Him to be because I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to live this way or I want to live that way. You can't. Well, you can, but God calls that sin, just so you know. Okay? We're in Mark 4, verses 35 to 41. This is the passage I selected out of today's reading because many of us are using the Bible project. And I actually had a um, uh, somebody I was talking to yesterday was talking about the fact that they want to encourage their church next year to do the same thing. Go through the Bible like that and, and read it and, and dwell on it. And I had somebody tell me yesterday, Greg, he's not in here this morning, but Greg said, you know what? I've enjoyed reading through the Bible project readings and knowing what you're going to be preaching on the, the area, the chapters you're going to be preaching on on Sunday. So I thought, cool. All right. We'll do something similar next year. But in Mark chapter four, this is part of Jesus, his his earthly ministry marks the action gospel. You see Mark going, Jesus did this, and then he did this, and then they went there, and then they did this, and this and that. And Mark just keeps bumping, bum, 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 bum. It's just all about the action. And many scholars believe that Mark wrote his gospel from Peter's notes. From where Simon Peter's taking notes and, and keeping a journal about the, the ministry of Jesus that Mark wrote his gospel from those notes. Because Mark is most likely John Mark, the, the young man in the garden at Gethsemane that lost his clothes. We don't know. I mean, that, that's just what most of, of scholarship believes, all right? So this is a young man who followed Jesus even in the garden. So then he writes this gospel based on Peter's notes, probably a, a, a friend of Peter's, right? And so he's writing these things in a way to communicate not simply the diary of what Jesus did, but to, to identify the Messiah, to let us know this is who Jesus is. Okay? On that day, verse 35, when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took, took him along since he was in, a, in the boat. And other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said, said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased. 
It was a great calm. Then he said to them, and I want you to hear these two questions. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified. They asked one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Pray with me. Father, thank you. God, I thank you that you have spoken. I thank you that your word is truth. I thank you, God, that it's not its not a question of fitting it to our lives and our preferences and our wants and our desires. It's about understanding and recognizing the identity of God, the design of God, the plan of God, and seeing that plan come to fruition in the Messiah, the Christ, in Jesus. And that He came, He lived, He was crucified, buried, and rose again so that we might have life. And yes, He's God and He's man. And He speaks to the elements and they obey. God, we praise You today. And yet, God, help us to obey. Help us to bow. And as we look a little closer at these words, help us to hear your voice. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thought about on the way. From point A to point B. Anybody going somewhere today? All right. Where are you going today, Amanda? Going to Raleigh, really? Or Raleigh? Really? Okay. I do that to Eli and he goes, who, who else is going somewhere? Going somewhere. Where are you going, Tommy? Home. <laughs> See, we are all going somewhere. Whether it's physically get in the car, check the gas hand, because I used to be bad about that. You used to be able to see my car on the side of the road many times. I don't know if any of y'all been around long enough to remember that red pickup truck I had. That gas hand would do like this, so I never knew. And so I kept five gallons in the back of the truck all the time. <laughs> but, but, but if you're going to go somewhere, you make preparation to go. You do what you need to to, to make sure that if I start here, that I'm going to get there. That, that I'm going to make it to where I'm going. That I've got everything I need to, to, to go from point A to point B. So the bigger picture in this is not getting from this side of the lake to that side of the lake. It's to get from where we are to where He is. Okay? To, to, to be the people of God who are obeying and following the design of God to move from point A to point B. On the way. What are we supposed to be doing on the way? Or dare I say in the way? Are we getting to where we're supposed to be going? Are, are we discerning God's leadership and, and are we understanding that God is moving us in this journey that we would be more like Jesus? Okay? That we'd look more like Jesus. See? <clears throat> On that day, <clears throat> a particular day, when evening had come, so it's late in the day, Late in the afternoon, and he said, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So, so the disciples are now understanding, wait a minute, we're going somewhere. 
We're going across. Now, the, the <coughs> Sea of Galilee, Gennesaret, whatever you want to call it, it's called a couple different things. But, but what it was is because it was down in a bowl like this, clouds would come up real suddenly and, and, and just spin that water in that bowl. And so it'd be really easy to start across the lake at a particular point, and all of a sudden this storm just come over the top and just toss it all around. Right? So, so, but they're fishermen, a lot of them. And they got boats, multiple boats, not just one boat. Says other boats were with him. He gets in the boat because he's been preaching from the boat. He gets in the boat, goes in the back, takes a nap. Lays down and it says, I like where it says, on the cushion. He's sleeping on the cushion. It's like in the whole boat, there's only one cushion. Right? So he gets in the back and, and lays down and goes to sleep. And, but, but in verse 37, it tells you, hey, it says a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat. So we know this is one of those boats. That's, it's got the low sides on it so they can throw nets over the side. And, you know, there are benches in the boat and, 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 and it got, you know, they can row the boat and they've got a sail probably. They, multiple ways to get this boat going where it's going. But this great windstorm in this bowl of a sea just kind of tosses this boat around so that water's crashing over the edges of the boat and, and, and it's going to sink. I mean, it says that, it, you know, they were already swamping is the, the, the Christian Standard Bible uh, translation. The boat was already being swamped. They were already going down and, and they were afraid. They woke him up and they said, teacher, don't you care? Now stop right there a minute. Does Jesus care? Does Jesus care about your life? Does Jesus care for your good? You know, we're going to get to John eventually. I don't know if John 10 will fall on one of our Sundays, but but the fact that Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us to the full, the abundance... You see that? Jesus cares. I think it's interesting that, that these disciples, some of them, and this is early in his ministry, and so, so he, he's gotten these men who, who have come to follow him, and, and, and they're watching him, and they're learning of him, and they're, 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 they're watching what he said, listening to what he says, and watching what he does, and, and see how he behaves, and, and, and they're, they're understanding that, that he's saying things because he's already been given credit for teaching in a manner that is authoritative, not like the scripture and the Pharisees that he's he's teaching things and 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 depth and and not secrets but he's teaching a depth of the kingdom of God that they've not heard before and so he's asleep in the so so I, I'm wondering if they forgot that he was in the same boat with them if the boat goes down doesn't he go down too it's almost like the end of the text from last week where, where uh, you know, the disciples say, well, what about us? We've, we've given up everything for you. Right? I mean, Jesus is at a peace that these guys don't have. How many of you on the way, in your journey, you encounter trouble? Yes. Me. I face trouble sometimes. Yesterday, and there's, a, and I'm gonna mention his name because you can go look him up if you want to. 
Uh, there, there's a, a podcast that if I am going out for my walk and I just particularly want to be encouraged, there's a guy named Graham Cook, and I don't agree with everything he says, but but his podcast is really encouraging. So I was listening to him and, and listening to, to him talk about what it means to be to belong to God. To to be able to be a part of God's love and design and and that God God chose you and and drew you into that love and into that design and and it's not about earning it he doesn't love you more the more you behave God's love is perfect God's love is 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 abundant and overwhelming and unconditional and he can't love you more than he loves you All right, let's do a little exercise here. Look around the room. Some of you know some of the others in the room, right? You know that God doesn't love anybody in this room any more than he loves anybody else in this room. God loves you completely and wholly. He loves you so much that he sent his one and only unique son to die on a cross so that we could have life. God loves you that much. He's not going to cast you out. He loves you. See? So when we're in trouble, to go to God and say, God, don't you care? That's absurd. Of course God cares. They say, don't you care that we're going to die? And he got up. It's almost like in the account of Mark because it's it's kind of short and clippy and he just he got up and rebuked the wind. Said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, there was great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? See, like I said, this is early in Jesus' ministry, so they don't know completely what all's going on yet. They don't they don't have the fullness of the teaching, they just have Jesus. And he's showing them and walking them along in the journey. He says, why are you afraid? See, this is one of those great opportunities for them to think and and simply recognize that we are following the Messiah. No matter what happens in my life from this day forward, I don't need to be afraid. Whether it's a storm, whether it's illness, whether it's... uh, I could have gone off on a tangent right there. Anyway, I don't care what's happening in the world around you, be it it health care or politics. We don't have to be afraid. Okay? Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Look at that. Jesus is challenging them on what they believe. Okay? What they believe about Him. What they believe about who He is. And we get to walk through all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We get to see their growing faith on the way. We get to see what it is that he is accomplishing in them in the journey. I've told you before, I got saved when I was eight years old. I remember laying across mama's bed. 
asking God to forgive me, to, 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 to give me this salvation, to come in and live in me, and, and all that sort of thing. And then I began to teach the details and systems of theology at eight and a half. You know that's not true. I didn't have a clue. I just knew I wanted Jesus in me because that's the hope of glory. Jesus in me. Not Jesus and me. Nick preached on that back earlier this year. It's not Jesus and me. It's Jesus in me. The hope of glory. I need to understand and know who he is and trust him and believe in what he has said, what he has done, and what he has accomplished. Which means if trouble arises, if a storm comes up, if death brushes into my life, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. God's holding me in the palm of his hand. See, the world around us is so afraid, y'all. They're so afraid of, of, of the unknown. They're afraid of losing stuff. They're afraid of losing influence. They're afraid of losing power. They're afraid of losing... You know, the greatest fear I think I see in the world around us is this, this fear of losing life our own or, or or even those near us. And I agree, that's that's a hardship. That's probably the that that, that thing that we, we that, that that sort of is a terror for us. But in Christ we, we're not afraid of that. Because we have life everlasting. I loved it the way I think it was um well how how many years you got? Seventy? Eighty? Ninety? Hundred? Edna's about to get to the 100 mark, aren't you? Look at that. So this blanket down here belongs to Edna because Amanda brought it to her. Because <laughs> she's a little chilly. How old did you say Dolores is? 89. All right, so Scott's mom is 89. She's watching. Hi, Dolores. You see? She's in, what, in Richmond? She's up in Richmond. We're not afraid. If you are afraid, then you have to answer this question. Do you still have no faith? See, if you are afraid, where's your faith? Do you trust God? Do you trust God for eternity? See, to trust God for eternity in this context, church, we go, oh yeah, I'm going to heaven when I die. Do you trust God for tomorrow? For what you're going to encounter? For the waves that are going to crash over the edge of your boat? For the storms that are going to blow your life around? For the world that's in utter disarray around us do you still what a question y'all 
do you still have no faith? You see? Do you know? This is the question. This is the point of the message today. Do you know who you follow? Do you know your Savior? See, if you don't, get to know Him better. Spend time with Him. Seek Him. Don't go looking for headlines. Don't go looking for for cultural teachers. Don't don't go looking for for uh, I don't know. You know, y'all list your own. I don't care. Sorry, that sounded flippant. Focus on Jesus, y'all. Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher, the completer. He has already accomplished. But the end of that line says, the the author, the finisher, the completion of your faith. Jesus is it. And then he left. And the Spirit, the Comforter, the one who comes alongside, the Paraclete, came to make it all possible. See? Spirit of God will fill you up if you but open up the vessel. If you crowd your life with junk, you create less space for the Spirit. Watch out. Pray with me. God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you, God, that your word is true. And God, all we're expected and asked to do is to believe. God, that we would trust you with our lives, that we would trust you as we read your word, as we understand, as we as we seek your face, as we as we grow, as we as we move along the way, God, help us to understand that you 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 are real and true, and you have a design and you have a plan. And God, you know my life; you already know my tomorrow. So why should I worry about it? God, if there's anybody here today that 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 question just rings, do you still have no faith? God, I pray. I pray for folks in the room that need Jesus. I pray for folks in the room that have divine, defined Jesus to fit their preferences. I pray for folks in our community who would rather believe the lies than the truth. But God, more than anything else, if there's even one person here today that doesn't know Jesus, doesn't know life and redemption and hope, God, that we'd be able to introduce them this morning. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to my heart this week. Thank you for speaking through your word. God, help us to hear you. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.